We've been in a series over the last seven weeks entitled, Say Something, in which we looked at the seven sayings of Jesus from the cross, seven life-changing, game-changing statements that if we take them to heart, will radically transform us, because God has said something. And the last week we looked at, it is finished. And as a result, we have a response, and here's what it is. It is finished, and I'm just getting started. Let's say that together. It is finished, and I'm just getting started. You see, we serve a God who speaks. He loves to speak to us through his word, through the cross, and today he wants to speak to us. But it's not just a one-way conversation. It's not just listening and hearing all these great things he's going to do for us. There's a response he's calling for in us this weekend. And the title of today's message is Say Yes. Say that with me. Say yes. One more time. Say yes. Turn to the person next to you and say, say yes. Lord, we thank you that you say yes to us in sending your son. You say yes to forgiveness in our lives. You say yes to blessing and favor upon us. You say yes to send your mercy, and you've said yes to send your grace. You've said yes to send promises to us. You say yes to give us a hope and a future. And so today, help us to say yes to you, to say yes to your will, to say yes to your way, to say yes to the call you have for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Did you know that amen means yes? Well, again, as you're being seated, turn to somebody and say, say yes. I'd like to invite you to reach into your bulletin, and there's a sermon outline there for you to take out, because I'd like you to take notes this weekend so that you can not just hear the word of the Lord today, but you can take it with you, and it can be a powerful means by which the Holy Spirit can speak to you in the days and weeks to come about his call for you. The first blank on that outline says this, we have heard Jesus say something, now is the time for us to say yes to his call, to say yes to his call. The Bible's very clear that you were born for a reason. Not just by chance. God has a purpose for letting your breath last. He has a call on your life. And he's looking for you to say yes. In fact, there's a powerful statement that the prophet Isaiah declares the words of God in chapter 43 when he says this. God says, I have called you by your name. You are mine. You are his. He loves you. He cares for you. He has a purpose for you. In fact, in Scripture, there are so many things that God has called us to. We see in Matthew that God's called us from labor into rest. He's called us from death and called us to life. He's called us from bondage and called us to freedom. We're called from darkness and we're called to light. We're called from bondage and we're called to peace. God calls us to a new life, a new way of living, and his desire is for us to say yes, to say yes. In fact, when we say yes to the call of Jesus, he gets us into alignment 
and a domino effect will happen. A domino effect happens when we say yes. And you're like, Pastor Wayne, what's a domino effect? Well, I'm glad you asked. Take a look at the screens and you'll see. Everybody knows about playing with dominoes, but what you may not know is that a domino can knock over another domino, which is about one and a half times larger. So what I have here is a chain of dominoes. Each one is one and a half times larger than the previous one. And the smallest domino is about five millimeters high and one millimeter thick. And I will carefully place it. And there are 13 dominoes. And the largest domino, it weighs about 100 pounds and is more than a meter tall. Ready? Boom. That was 13 dominoes. If I had 29 dominoes, the last domino would be as tall as the Empire State Building. Pretty amazing, huh? Just a small little five millimeter domino could knock over the Empire State Building because there's this domino effect that has this geometric progression, not just a linear progression, that one little choice can make bigger choices have greater impact. God wants to use you and use me to change this world for his glory. In fact, let me talk to you about one little yes. This summer, my wife Diane and I celebrate 40 years of an amazing life of marriage together. It's been so good. We've been privileged to travel the world, to be all over the place ministering the gospel. She's actually the director of children's ministries here at Cathedral, so she's over there with the kids right now. We've had an amazing 40 years. And 43 years ago this Thanksgiving, I was in Bible college in Springfield, Missouri, and rather than driving 19 hours home to eat turkey and 19 hours back, we decided we're going to stay at college and have our own Thanksgiving sort of friends Thanksgiving that we would get together. And one of my best friends said, hey, I'm going to call my church and see if some of my youth group will come out and hang out with us. Sure enough, this van load of kids came from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They pulled up. We were so excited to meet all these kids who were coming to help celebrate Thanksgiving with us. And they got out one by one, and then this girl got out. And I knew she was the one. In fact, I wrote in my journal that night, this is the girl I'm going to marry. And sure enough, a year and a half later, I got down on one knee and I asked Diane, would you marry me? Now you're probably wondering, oh, I wonder what kind of diamond he got. Well, I was a very poor Bible college student. I had no money. In fact, I had about $3 to my name. And one day when I was coming out of Kmart, right there, next to the gum machine was a ring machine. And there were sapphires and rubies and diamonds. And so I put in a dime and, well, I didn't get the diamond first off. 
and I didn't get it second off, and I didn't get it third off. Finally, my 22nd ring was the diamond. Now, some of you think you are all great because your fiance had this great cut, color, and clarity. My girlfriend got 22 rings when she got engaged. <laughs> that moment of saying yes, when Diane said yes, when I said yes, it started a domino effect that impacted the trajectory of my life. Later on, we had two more dominoes, Timothy and Stephen, and then they brought two more dominoes in the family when they got married, Jessica and Molly, and then the grandchildren dominoes, the, the continued impact throughout generations that have transformed us and those around us. You see, all we need is this one little yes to say yes, but it's not just a one-time yes, it's a daily yes. Every morning when I get up and put those decorative pillows on the bed that nobody ever sees... That's saying yes. Every night when we take hands and pray, that's saying yes. Every day as we drive to work together here at Cathedral and, and just declare God's faithfulness, it's saying yes. It's a series of not just one yes, but multiple yeses. And that's what God wants to do with us with the call he has for us. In fact, saying yes to the call sets you on a path to change the world. It sets you on a path to change the world by saying yes to Jesus. Th something changes, not just you, but the world around you. In fact, one of the statements about the apostles in Acts chapter 17 is when they declare, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too saying that there is another king who is Jesus. The plan is when you say yes, it turns the world upside down. It changes everything. Because Jesus has said something from the cross, we're just getting started. In fact, let's say that together again. It is finished, and I'm just getting started. Let me talk to you about three specific calls that I believe God wants you to hear and say yes to today. The first one is called by Christ. Say that with me, called by Christ. Whether it's Peter and Andrew, James and John, you and me, God has a call upon each one of our lives, a purpose. He's put you in a sphere of influence for a reason. He came to the disciples and in Matthew 4 we read these words, come follow me, Jesus said, and at once they followed him. They left everything and began a lifelong journey to follow. Say that with me. Follow. Say it again. Follow. One more time. Follow. That is the choice that God has for you and for me. Our first step is to follow him. This isn't just about, oh, let me add Jesus to my pocket. Let him get in the car with me so he can keep me safe. I should come to church every once in a while because it's sort of good luck, make me feel better. No, no, Jesus isn't just looking for you to add him to your whole network of life. He wants to be the one you say yes to as the center. You see, we were created to worship. We were created to celebrate things. And what you worship is what you center your life in. And Jesus says, 
I want to be part of that central place of giving you life as you follow me. In fact, you'll read on the outline, it says, sometimes all it takes is one yes and a domino effect happens. If you do little things like they're big things, God will do big things like they're little things. Saying yes to follow Jesus begins an effect that can change, it can change generations. Every morning when my parents would pray with me before I went to school, every evening as we sat around the table and had devotions together, every weekend as we went to church, you know, I could count on my one hand when I went away to Bible college how many Sundays I had missed church in my life. One of them was mumps, two of them was chicken pox. That's the only thing that kept us away. Why? My parents said, I want you to say yes. I want you to follow Jesus. I want you to be centered in him. Now, not sure how much you know about history in this regard, but there was a guy named Copernicus who had this theory that he wrote in 1543 that the earth was the center of the universe and that the sun, the moon, the stars, and the planets all went around the earth. Anybody ever heard that theory? It wasn't until many years later that Galileo sort of wrote, among others, that no, the sun is the center of our galaxy and the earth goes around the sun. And that's sort of what happens before we make the decision to follow Jesus. Before we do that, we're the center. It's all about me, what I want, my life, my feelings, my past, my future. It's all about me. When we make this decision to say yes to follow, what we do is we step over and all of a sudden, instead of being me-centered, we are Jesus-centered. Let's say that together. We are Jesus-centered instead of me-centered. The choice to say yes, that small dominant says, I want to be centered in you, not centered in how I feel today. Not centered in how much money I have in the bank. Not centered in my life and my kids and my possessions and my work and my career. All those things want to take the center of your life. But the reason we come to worship is to recenter ourselves to say, Jesus, I want to follow you. Because when we do, we can change the world. There are quite a few translations of the Bible in every language. In English, we have the King James Version, we have the New International Version, we have the Living Bible, the Amplified Bible. I could go on and on and on with hundreds, and you probably have your personal preference for what that is. But I need to tell you, there are actually millions of translations of the Bible. You know why? Because you are a translation of the Bible. There's a Robert Version and a Christina Version. There's a Crystal Version. The Kinney version, a Sandy version, an Inez version. There's all kinds of version, each one of us, a Jackie version, a Renita version, an Amy version. There's all these versions of the Bible because sometimes you are the only understanding of God that people will ever get. So here's my question. How good of a translation are you? Can people follow you around as you follow Christ and say, I know what God's love's like because I've seen it in her. I know that God cares about me because I saw it in him. I saw it in their response. I saw it in their actions. You see, our choice to follow Jesus says, I put you in the center and I become a translation of your word that impacts my community for your glory. In fact, the next blank is this. Saying yes to Jesus sets off a chain reaction that changes your life. 
It's a chain reaction that changes your life. Hashtag follow Jesus. Let's make that statement one more time. It is finished and I'm just getting started. One more time. It is finished and I'm just getting started. So the first call is the call by Christ that we choose to follow him, not just add him to our life. I'm so grateful for the many people who raised their hands and responded and said, I want Jesus in my life, but he just doesn't want to be in the back seat or even in the passenger seat, and he definitely doesn't want to be in the trunk, that you just pull him out when you need him. He wants to be the one driving the car as you follow him, follow his will, follow his way, follow his word. The second call I want to talk to you about, you might think, oh, this sounds a little strange, but if you turn the... Insert over, you'll see it's called to California. What? Called to California. I mean, I want to talk to you about location for a moment. God puts us in a city. He puts us in a place for a reason. He calls us to a location. You know, in the Bible, there are 1,250 cities mentioned. God creates cities because he wants them to be places that he can bless. In fact, the summary of that is found in Jeremiah 29 when the prophet declares these words from God that say this, Seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I've carried you. Pray to the Lord for it because if that city prospers, you will prosper. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That is God's specific purpose. He loves cities. You know, there's only two times in the Bible that Jesus cries. One, his friend Lazarus dies, and two, he cries over Jerusalem. He weeps over a city because God's plan is to bless a city. In fact, that's the word that gives our response. It's the word bless. Say that with me. Bless. One more time. Bless. God's call is for you and me to bless the city to which he has called us. He's put us there for a reason. In fact, there's this great statement in the book of Isaiah that's talking about a city, even though people claim it personally. The prophet said this, Arise, shine, for your light has come, And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. God places us in a city for a purpose. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. And God so loved your city that he sent you. He sent you to be one of those dominoes that if you will choose to bless, you do that by praying for your city. You do that by just picking up trash in your city. You do that by praying for your mayor. You do that by belonging to a community and realizing, God, this is where you have me. This is where you want me. In fact, you can see on the outline it says this, God determined exactly when and where you would be born, and he's ordained every zip code thereafter. God is in the business of strategically positioning us in the right place at the right time. God has given us interwoven destinies here. God loves the Bay Area. But I want to talk to you for a minute. Does God call people to the Bay Area? Yes. Does he call people out of the Bay Area to other states? Yes. I don't want you to get me wrong with what I'm about to say, but I want to make sure you understand one thing. Geography is not a mistake. 
And the way we make decisions about where we live has to be centered in faith. I talked to you a little bit about Diana a few minutes ago. Let me tell you something that happened right after we got engaged. I never dated in high school. I never dated in college, Bible college. I never dated in grad school because I wanted to be focused on the scriptures, on the word, on ministry. I didn't want to be distracted like, God, you'll bring the right person at the right time. I just want to be focused on you and your plan for my life and my studies. Because I saw kids come to Bible college. They met somebody first semester. They dropped out and never finished. Like, I want to be focused on you. And then there she was. But one morning I woke up and thought, Oh no, what if she's not God's will for me? What if I was supposed to marry Shelly? And then if I married Diane, I'm going to be out of God's will because I married Diane. And whoever Diane was supposed to marry is going to be out of God's will because she married me. And I was supposed to marry Shelly and she's going to be out of God's will because I don't marry her. And whoever she marries is going to be out of God's will. And I'm going to throw the whole world out of God's will. (laughs) Talk about a domino effect. I'm going to impact the whole world. And fear started to work in me. Until all of a sudden I had to be reminded, you don't make decisions out of fear. You make decisions out of faith. I want to say that because a lot of people leave California out of fear. Their fear of earthquakes, their fear of finances, their fear of whatever. Does God move people out of here? Yes. I'm not condemning that at all. But what I am saying is, You need to live in faith. We need to be faith-centered. Let's say that together. Faith-centered. We need to be faith-centered, not fear-centered. God wants us to be faith-centered, not fear-centered. So when I bless my city, I want to bless it in faith, believing that God wants San Jose to prosper. He wants our cities to be blessed. In fact, the next line says this, saying yes to Jesus sets off a chain reaction that changes your city. You have the ability to change your city forever by being part of that blessing. So we have hashtag for San Jose, hashtag for Morgan Hill, hashtag for Milpitas, hashtag for East San Jose, hashtag for Gilroy, for Summit, for Alameda, for Dagupan, for Asignan, for Amble. These are places we have campus. God says, I want you to be for these communities and bless them. I want to be better places because you are there. He calls us to a location. He calls us to a city. He calls us to a place so that we can hear the cries no one else is hearing and see the needs no one else is seeing and care about those that no one else is caring about. He wants you here to a location to let his love be demonstrated as you follow him. One more time. It is finished and I'm just getting started. God has a plan for you to follow him. He has a plan for you to bless the city he's called you to. Let's look at the third call. It's called with cathedral. Say that with me. Called with cathedral. Let me help you understand this. Following Jesus is not a solo sport. It's not just you and your own run out by yourself. Following Jesus is intended to be increased. And things increase by being with others. Paul puts it this way in Galatians chapter 5 when he says, For you were called to freedom. You were called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Instead, 
through love, serve one another. Serve one another. God calls us to a relationship together. In fact, there's a word in the Bible called fellowship. When you translate the original Greek word koinonia, here's what it means. Being as committed to each other as we are to Christ. That's a pretty strong statement. Being as committed to each other as we are to Christ. Here's the problem. We want to sneak in after service starts, sneak out before it's over so we don't have to interact with anybody. You know, and you like, you don't know how I was hurt. People hurt me. But I, I need to explain something to you. Yes, you may be wounded in relationship, but that's how you get healed is through relationship. You may have been wounded in your family. You've been wounded in another church. You may be wounded in some group. God wants to bring you healing here. It's like the story of a cat. If a cat jumps up on a hot stove, it'll never jump on a hot stove again. But you know what? It also won't jump on a cold stove. And some of you have been burned, and God wants you to know this is a place of healing for you. And saying yes to a church family is an important part of that growth process. And when we say yes, just like to say yes to follow Jesus, or yes to Jesus, to call by Christ, we follow. Yes to our community, we bless. And now, saying yes to cathedral, we serve. Say that with me. Serve. One more time. Serve. A little louder. Serve. The next domino is this. God has a plan for you to serve. It's not just about you. Some of you have been coming long enough. It's time to move from the sidelines. It's time to move from being a spectator. This is your church family. God wants you to act like you're in a family. I'm not sure how your family works, but we really weren't allowed to just come in, eat, and leave without ever having a conversation. Do you do that at your house? But some of you do that here. You come and eat, you worship, you hear the word, you go out, not a word to anybody unless the pastor forced you to say, turn to the person next to you and say yes. And it's like, oh God, let me sort of sit where nobody's around me so I don't have to talk to anybody. But here's what happens. You'll see in the outline it says this. We can bear just about anything if we don't have to bear it alone. We don't get where God wants us to go by ourselves. You will ultimately reflect those with whom you surround yourself. Here's the deal. Whoever you spend time with, that's what you're going to be like. If you're only with those work people who get on your nerves and irritate you and frustrate you and stab you in the back, you know what? That's what you're going to be focusing on. I know some of you think, oh, I'll just come to church once a month, every couple weeks. I'll do God a favor. I'll feel a little better. No, no, no. The reason we meet every week is because we need that recentering. Recentering from me centered to Jesus centered, recentering from fear centered to faith centered, and the other centering that this call to serve does, instead of being me centered, we are we centered. In fact, let's declare that we centered rather than me centered. Because you can't do it by yourself. God created us that increase happens when we're in relationship. Increase happens when we join together, when we come together in God's purposes. Let's look at the next blank. Saying yes to Jesus sets off a chain reaction that changes our world. What does it do? It changes our world. Hashtag cathedral of faith. Hashtag love my church. Hashtag this is us. 
Here's what the end result is. When we say yes to follow Jesus, to bless our city, to serve with our church, God's called us here to be a place that hears the cries no one else is hearing, to see the needs no one else is seeing, to care about those no one else cares about. When we do that, we set ourselves up to change the world. You might think, how can I change the world? Just that little yes. What happens is when I go to make my yes to Jesus and say, yes, Lord, then that sets off an effect that can change the world. Amen? Let's give God thanks and praise for that. I want to talk to you for a moment about a lady named Dolores Marker. Probably very, very few of you ever heard of her. In fact, I even asked leaders here at Cathedral, and they didn't know who she was. She wasn't on the platform. She didn't head up big ministries. She didn't work on staff here. But Dolores Marker said yes. She said yes to follow Jesus. She said yes to her community. She said yes to Cathedral of Faith. And so one of the things Dolores set out to do is she kept bugging her nephew. Eddie, why don't you come to my church? Eddie, why don't you come to my church? She kept saying, oh, come on, you'll, you'll love this church, Eddie. Why don't you bring your wife, Deanna, come over here and check out our church? And ultimately, her nephew, Eddie, did come to Cathedral of Faith. She also said yes because she thought, what could I do to be a blessing? How could I serve others? So she had decided to open her home to a Bible study and invited people who needed closer walk with Jesus. And one guy she invited was a gang member coming out of gangs, and his name was the Weasel. He, he was a big-time gang guy, and the Weasel attended Dolores' home Bible study. She wasn't a person who trumpeted her life around and went to see lots of other people, but what she did is she faithfully said yes to follow, to serve, to bless. Let me tell you the rest of the story. That nephew that she kept bugging, Eddie and his wife Deanna, ultimately came, and now not only Eddie and Deanna, but their family is here at Cathedral of Faith, and Eddie, Deanna, Stephanie, and Melissa all serve on staff here at Cathedral of Faith. Why? Because Dolores said, hey, will you come to my church? Here's what happened. These four individuals are at the core of Cathedral of Faith. Everything we do here is impacted by their lives. So Dolores, in her domino effect, not only affected her nephew Eddie and his wife Deanna and their kids, it affects our entire Cathedral family every week. How many know this past week, Administrative Assistance Week, we all know who does all the hard work. And that's who's here serving and making sure this amazing place. So Dolores is having a domino effect in this church every single day because she just invited her nephew. But let me tell you more of the story. The weasel, his name was Eddie or I mean, his name was um, jo, jo, um, Tony Ortiz, sorry. Tony Ortiz. Tony went on to start California Youth Outreach, a ministry that helps kids come out of gangs. He not only helped thousands of families in the Bay Area, he's traveled the nationwide as a model for how to help people come out of the gang lifestyle. 
And so San Jose is a safer city, a better city, a more prosperous city. Why? Because Tony's ministry through California Outreach, all because Dolores said, yes, I'll open my home. She probably had no idea that just inviting her nephew, opening her home, would change a church. It would change a city. Just one little yes made a domino effect that's transforming all of our lives. In fact, Eddie and Deanna, stand up. It's great to have you guys here. They're a great part of our church family. Love you guys. It affected their family and their family's families and extended family. But wait, there's more. Dolores also had a daughter, Mercedes. And Mercedes, because of the influence of her mom, decided to be part of a mission organization. And she joined Youth with a Mission. Now, Diane and I were in Youth with a Mission a long time ago, in the early 80s. And we lived on a ship called the MV Anastasis. And on that ship, we went around to developing nations, and we cared for the sick. We did ministry. We did outreach. We did preaching and evangelism. We did health care. And for the six months that Diana went on the ship, Dolores' daughter Mercedes was in our small group. We went to Guatemala. We went to Tahiti. We sailed through all 16 ports of New Zealand. Here's what happened. Dolores changed the world. Why? Because she said yes. It's a person that most of us, if we were naming people we knew at Cathedral, she was probably a person you wouldn't have known. And yet her impact continues to this day around the world. You say yes. In fact, you'll see the last blank is this. We have no idea how our lives are going to impact the course of history. There is a divine domino effect For every yes we say to Christ, don't underestimate the potential impact of saying yes to follow Jesus, yes to bless your community, yes to serve here at Cathedral of Faith. Your next step is simple. You are the first domino. Amen. Let's give God thanks and praise. One more time, let's declare it is finished and I'm just getting started. Jesus has said something because he wants you to say something. He wants you to say yes. Yes to him. Yes to make him the center and follow him. Yes to bless your city by being faith-centered rather than fear-centered. Yes to being part of this cathedral family so you can serve and make a difference and be part of what God's doing. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads with me for just a moment. Some of you need to say that yes to follow Jesus. You've added him to your life. You think he's cool. You feel better when you come to church. You maybe even have raised your hand to receive forgiveness of sins and salvation. But God wants to speak to you today about saying, hey, why don't you move out of the center and let me be the guide for your life? Make me the leader of your life as you follow me. Some of us, we complain about where we live. We complain about traffic. We complain about prices. We complain about everything about our city. And God's saying, you know what? It's time for you to bless your city. 
Make a difference. You don't go to that Safeway by mistake. You don't go to that Starbucks by mistake. You don't live in that zip code by mistake. God's ordained all of that for such a time as this. He put you there. And some of us need to say yes to saying, okay, God, I'm going to bless the place you've put me. For others of us, it's that yes to cathedral. You've been on the sidelines. You've been an observer. You've been a spectator. You come in and take. And God's saying, you know what? It's time to identify with this family, to go to the next place, to say yes to serve. I'm going to invite all of you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you said yes to love me. I ask you to help me say yes to follow you, to make you the center of my life. Help me to say yes to bless the city to which you have called me. May it be a better city because you've put me there at such a time as this. Help me, Lord Jesus, to say yes to this church family that you have called me to, that together we can hear the cries that no one else is hearing. Together we can see the needs that no one else is seeing. And together, we can care about those that no one else cares about. Thank you for saying yes to me. I say yes to you. Let's give God thanks and praise for his faithfulness. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. I want you to understand the domino effect that your life has. It may seem a small thing to pray for your city. It may seem a small thing to pray for your mayor. It may seem a small thing to bend over and pick up a piece of trash. But God wants to bless your city through you. He's called you there. He has you there for a reason. And I want you to remember that you have great effect. You have great impact. You have great possibilities as God works in and through you to change the world through you. You have a calling. And I pray that today you will say yes to him. Say yes to his purposes and yes to his way. Amen.